0: Hello everybody and welcome to the MonsterCast. I'm Jack Dahl Jr. joined by my co-host uh, Ryan Dahl. And let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, a few things to talk about this week, surprisingly enough. Um, and most of it won't be about the wrestling. So, <laughs> a, But AEW did beat NXT after two weeks of losing in the ratings. They bounced back in a big way, really. I guess the coronavirus is starting to kill off all the WWE old fans. Um, <laughs> Come because, on, because that's, that's too dark. Too dark. <laughs> so many people already stopped the podcast. All right, anyway, but AEW won seven hundred thirty-one thousand to six hundred sixty-five thousand. AEW went way up from last week, and NXT actually lost viewers. AEW is now twenty-two uh, five and one against NXT since debuting on national TV on TNT uh random thoughts i've got some stuff about the uh i got a couple things about video games actually is my random thoughts i don't really have any random thoughts on uh wrestling i guess well i mean i do but not enough for me to have pointed them out uh like i usually do but i will say i do have first impressions on tew 2020 that the trial was released um it was supposed to be released on april 30th as a full game which is i believe this friday thursday (laughs) Anyway, but it got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of issues going on with it. Um, a lot of complaints. So it's been pushed back to uh, May 14th, I believe, or something like that. Um, I don't. I didn't have as a lot of issues with it as uh, other people did. However, uh, it is a weird to look at. Uh, a lot of text on the screen. Um, I mean, especially when you like go to the contracts page. Oh my God, it is pretty brutal it's like the world's smallest spreadsheet and i do like that the fact that they made it a full screen um it's a full screen game now instead of you know the screen that's just like in the middle and you got to squint at everything like Mm -hmm. in past games however uh doesn't doesn't really help if you're still going to put that much i mean really if you only made it bigger just so you could add more text to it it kind of defeats the purpose um so i didn't like that but as far as the game running i had no critical errors like a lot of other people had i finally found a um mod video from Fleish or Fleisch or whatever his name is, uh I was looking for the Who eighty sevens, but he's not gonna come out with his mod for the game until June at the earliest. So I used flashes and um or flashes I think it's Fleisch. And uh it actually worked. It had no critical errors to start the game. Um So I started it, and I used MLW because they had a lot of open contracts, and since it's – you can only play the first two months in the trial, I felt like that would be a good barometer to see how crazy the game would be if I – once I advanced the day with all these handshake deals, how many of these people would get signed by WWE or AEW. But uh, shockingly, when these people were signed by other companies, it was other small companies like MLW, and it was also on handshake deals, so I was still able to use them unless they were working somewhere else that night that I needed them. Um, So – I booked my first show after the first week and the only thing that's wrong with the only thing that's bad with the T, uh 2016 mods going into 2020 is the fact that the, the attendance numbers, the um, ratings and the match ratings based off of the overness and quality of the wrestlers that you're using doesn't translate very well with the new uh, reworked um, insides of 2020. So once the mods guys get those three things fixed, it'll, I think it'll be all right. Everything ran smoothly for me, but those three things kind of ruined the game for you because that's pretty much what the whole game is based off of. You're trying to get ratings. You're trying to get uh, good match quality. You're trying to get attendance. And when you're already pigeonholed into the fact that you're telling me a uh, a match between um, uh, guys that, are, that you claim to be over and As important on your uh show they're like they have the overness or whatever and it literally tells you if they're important or unimportant viewed as that by the fans and you're literally putting your two biggest stars in the main event um and it gets like a 20 rating that's there's something clearly wrong with this um mlw actually has a really solid roster too so once i found out that other people were having the same issue like if you go look at people's streams and stuff i saw one guy he was using aew he was having the same issue um so and one person was using NXT. They were having the same issue. So it's not just me. Like I saw somebody put Keith Lee versus Adam Cole in a match on NXT, and they got like a 20-something rating or a 30-something rating. And obviously we know that's that's just not true. Like that's that's not possible. Um, so those things have to be worked out. So I'm kind of glad that they pushed it back. Maybe it's something in the game, and maybe the mods were supposed to carry over, and they weren't expecting all that. But I think most of the reason that they um, pushed it back was other things um i like i said i didn't have any critical errors like there was one guy that replied to me on twitter on our podcast page and said that um he was getting a critical error every time he tried to advance a day and he the game was basically unplayable for him so i don't know what was going on with him but yeah they got some issues to work out a lot of people were disappointed in the interface and stuff i didn't have a huge problem with it like i said the only thing i had a huge problem with was some of the screens had a lot of text and uh it is definitely not for new players like they did not make it this is not a game for new players unless unless you kind of already uh have a um an understanding of this game franchise or just you know an understanding of uh booking type games in general you could probably teach yourself like if you knew the inner workings of a of the wrestling business but if it's like a casual guy there's no way like if this if this game got a bunch of publicity and then uh, some casual fan was like, "Oh yeah, I'll try to download it." And tries to download it. And even if he was able to get the real world mod to get up, get put on it with no problems, and try to play it, they would be completely lost. It is way in depth. I mean, even from booking, the booking aspect of it is insane. You can actually talk to workers now on it, which I think is a really cool feature. Uh, you can ask them to change up their style or change up their look, like you can tell, ask them to bulk up or slim down or uh come out of retirement and uh you know stuff like that please stop using hard drugs stuff like stuff like that like no joke like that's not even an exaggeration it's i did it with hamada um hamada was a retired wrestler I asked her to come out of retirement she said no i asked her to stop using hard drugs she got she gave me no response so i guess she's still going to be hitting up the hard drugs uh but anyway just stuff like that um stuff like that in the game is pretty cool to me um as far as new stuff but overall I wouldn't say I was uh, disappointed because, like I said, it's just a trial version of beta, basically. Um, I am disappointed in the fact that they found so many issues from other people that they had to push it back two extra weeks, so that sucks. But but as long as it, when it's released and it runs smooth, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, like I said, I always would rather a game get pushed back and dealt with uh, and released properly and smooth than, you know, to have an Anthem-type situation going on. Yeah. Um, Also, in other video game news, WWE 2K21 was canceled this year, and Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, they'll be sharing details on the future of the WWE 2K franchise, and they're also teasing other exciting news as well, which players are thinking is a different type of WWE game. I don't know if you heard that story or not.
1: Yeah, I saw it, and just knowing that company and how fucking out of touch they are, I bet their super exciting news is... Probably like a mobile game, like another mobile game or some shit, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's just – it It gives me that uh, – Or
0: now um... you can get WWE Supercard on PS4, you know, something like that, something stupid like that. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Or WWE Champions on um, – because, you know, Gyms of War was a mobile game that got, pr- got ported to PS4 and stuff, and uh, other gym-type games are on – PS4 now like the uh, Marvel one, so it won't shock me if WWE Champions was ported to PS4 and Xbox and Switch or something like that too.
1: Yeah. I they've got so many mobile games already though. Like between Supercard and Champions and whatever the fuck. Like Mayhem. I just...
0: They got rid of Immortals and Tapmania, but uh, they do they? Yeah, but they do still have Mayhem, I believe.
1: Yeah, I um I, I don't care about mobile gaming at all really like I I do it every now and then when I'm bored but like I remember when the Diablo stuff came out and they they thought that their mobile game was gonna be like this huge announcement that everybody was gonna be super thrilled about and it, it just fell flat and that's I don't know man I think people are out of touch with uh how like mobile gaming is a big revenue generator because you can do it so mindlessly but like it's not something that I think people get excited about so yeah. we'll see, and and that's just me guessing. That it's a mobile game anyway, but that's just because I feel like if they had a real tangible like good game to release, it would be 2K21. The only other thing I could think of is that they've done like an update on some old Super Nintendo style game, and they're going to release that.
0: Yeah, to to be like a rival to Fire Pro or something, but they yeah. don't have enough. They don't have enough time to put that much work into that. There's no way it would be any good as far as uh. It wouldn't as far be as, as good depth, as... as far as depth goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: as far as fire, it wouldn't be as good as Fire Pro, especially not with like um customization and stuff I, I have no doubt that they could get the graphical assets in for existing characters yeah for sure Um, or, but even, like... or
0: even past characters honestly
1: you wouldn't have any of the 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 capabilities that you get with the Fire Pro, like, NJPW add-ons or anything like that. So. Yes, yeah, so
0: you also wouldn't be able to get the move list. You'd still probably only have, like, eight moves per character and shit like that. Um. Yeah. But my, my main problem with, with that would be you're literally only doing this because of all the other games that are taking off right now. You're just trying to stunt their growth like a Fire Pro or a Retro Mania that is yet to be released but is going to be released soon. Or the Chikara Arcade or Action Arcade that just came out, like – we we would clearly see right through that and just see that you're just trying to pump out another game just to, one, rival those guys because now, hey, you can play with WWE guys in that same style, which is clearly a bigger company. And, two, you're just throwing something against the wall to make some more money while you well, work on 22 or whatever the fuck's going to happen with the franchise.
1: We would see that, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know that everybody else would really give a shit. you know. Hell,
0: no, I like, might even try to play it, but it's not going to be because I – it's not because uh, – I don't, I don't know how to word this. I don't, it's not because I'm looking forward to it. Mm. It would be so I can tell everybody how much how shit it is if it is compared to other stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, um,
1: I, I haven't played Fire Pro in a minute, but like even that, it's so the customization and stuff is so deep in that that any WWE character you want. Just get them. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take it. You go to the Steam Workshop or the... I don't know what the equivalent is on PS4, but, like, you just... You go
0: to the... Browser, download you gotta, It actually takes you to the internet browser and stuff on there. Oh. Uh, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I made a I made a Kenny Omega and a John Cone, and my Kenny Omega is, like, the second most download... Well, it did have the second most downloads of any Kenny Omega, like, within the first few months of that game. being out. there's probably better ones now, but, like, you could just set up his whole moveset so easy that it was just... I don't know. It, it's It's it would be hard. i i would be surprised if they released anything like that and it was even close to a comparable as as far as being as, as good but it would not surprise me to see them try to enter that market having seen how other uh, you know lower lower graphics but higher gameplay uh, markets have taken off and yeah. not understanding that it was because of the gameplay and not because of the nostalgia graphics you know
0: yeah i also think that they would do this if they did do this it would not be a disc based game it would be some cheap like twenty dollar PlayStation Store game, because mm. because like we said, it's not gonna be in depth enough for me to care. So why the hell am I gonna pay sixty dollars for it? So I don't think that's gonna be the case. I do think that in old school Madden games, and MLB games, there's this, there's these things, and 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 an NHL game that Two uh, K is uh, known for, or no, EA is known for actually, not Two K, um, putting retro modes inside the game. So you already know that the retro modes don't take enough space if you can fit the whole retro fucking mode inside of the regular game and still have the regular game as well. And I don't know why WWE has never done that. Like, just go and put a retro mode as one of their playable modes. I think it would have been fucking awesome, like a WrestleFest mode or a Super Nintendo mode. I mean, obviously, you'd have to just call it retro mode, obviously. um. But yeah, I don't understand why they have never done that. Because I've done it on MLB games. I've done it on NHL retro mode. I've done it on it, uh, Madden retro mode. I think Madden did it for their 20th anniversary. I think they had a retro mode. And I just don't understand how WWE's never taken that approach, knowing full well that it would not take that much space of the game.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so so like that's what I'm saying. If, if they release a game like that now, if that's their big plan, if they're still trying to charge over $20 for it, I will not be buying it because it's something that you could clearly just put in side of your already existing game. Um, but yeah, that's my, uh, random thoughts on our video game news, uh, for the week. So I guess I'll have a little bit more info on that. Um, next week when they release whatever statement they're going to release on Monday morning. Um, also before we get into, uh, stiff shots, uh, I have not received my Pro Wrestling Crate yet. It is actually scheduled to arrive tomorrow, which means I'll probably do the unboxing video on Tuesday because my mail comes super fucking late here, like 4 p.m. It's fucking insane. So uh, hopefully Tuesday will be the day that I uh, record and post the unboxing video of my first uh, new wrestle or Pro Wrestling Crate with the American theme, so that'll be fun. I'm excited for it. It's going to be hard not to open it before I go to work.
1: Man, the only subscription box I get is vegetables.
0: Um, (laughs) Stiff Shots brought to you by Sleeves.com. Sleeves designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. Sleeves carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults. And now it just got even better because if you use the promo code MONSTER25, that's MONSTER25 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-25, you'll get 25% off your order even on discounted items. So go to sleeves.com, that's S-L-E-E-F-S.com for your active wear accessories now and use our promo code MONSTER25, for 25% off your order and get your gear on. All right, so I've got a few stiff shots this week. I've only got one big deal or not, so after the stiff shots, we'll be taking our first break. Um, But uh, MLW's production studio is working on transferring the MLW Underground TV series from tape to digital. The process, which started on Monday of last week, will see the entire 2003 to 2004 library digitized with possible restoration of the footage. Since Major League Wrestling uh, relaunched in 2017, fans have been asking for MLW Underground and we're now working on making that a reality, uh, said MLW CEO and founder Court Bauer. Uh, Premiering in April of 2003, MLW Underground featured host Joey Styles and athletes such as Steve Carino and the Extreme Horseman, Terry Funk, CM Punk, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Sanjay Dutt, uh, Chris Hero Sabu, L.A. Park, Vampiro, Umaga, and countless others, so I'm kind of excited for that. I don't know what they're going to do with it, per se. I don't know if it'll be available on Fight, on the Fight app or whatever, Fight TV or whatever it's called. Um, Or if they're just going to post it on YouTube, which I highly doubt they would just give away that stuff for free. But but yeah, who knows what they're going to do with it. I mean, it's only a year's worth of... Footage, obviously, and don't forget Mike Awesome was, uh, I believe, one of, a former champion there too. So obviously Mike Awesome matches as well. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that. It's not enough to open up a subscription service. Obviously, you're just an extra year worth of footage, and you just came back after that long hiatus where they went down or went under or whatever, and they got brought back um, after I believe it was some special one-off show they were supposed to have, and it. Ended up being really good, and uh, the fans wanted them to bring it back, so Court Bauer brought the promotion back. So, so the first stint is now being worked on to be digitized. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like
1: you were saying. I definitely don't see them just throwing that on YouTube. The cost of doing that just wouldn't wouldn't make sense, especially if it's not just. Straight up converting to digital, like, cause that's, you know, you could do that with a little fucking home kit. That's, that's not a big deal. But the restoration part of it would be a little bit more expensive and then hosting and all that stuff. So I'm sure it's going to be some kind of paid service or add on to a paid service, maybe like $2 extra on your fight TV or something like that. Who knows? But, um, yeah, uh, it, it's cool to have some older footage of, of some of those people. Um, Kojima was in there too. Um, who is most famous now for his love of bread over in New Japan and being old? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some pretty cool um, pretty cool stuff going on over there. It's just that I, I kind of wish that before they had announced this that they had more than one year, you know, like yeah. maybe maybe have like five years set up and then say, hey, by the way, you know, because I don't know, that's just me. Because one year I think is going to be a hard sell. Um, but if you had five years of content and you were like, hey, like by the time you get through with that, we're going to have another five years probably or something like that, then I think that would be easier. But yeah, that would be cool. Really, they
0: can't really control how long they were open though from 2003 yeah. to 2004, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like Wait until you've been open longer this time to make sure it's going to be worth doing and have yeah. a lot of money and stuff like that because what if you spend all this money doing it and then you go under again? Then what do you do?
1: right. Yeah so uh-huh. I just I think the the one year part of it where they just don't have that much of a backlog like back catalog is is going to be the biggest hurdle to overcome like as a selling point but, but if they make it cheap enough it won't matter
0: yeah, but as Brian Pillman Jr. told us that they he doesn't think that they're gonna be in in any financial trouble because of the COVID nineteen thing. So I mean, maybe they aren't going anywhere for a while. Who knows? Maybe he's got a better setup this time around as far as uh, Court Bauer goes. I mean,
1: maybe they're the only ones still gonna be around by the end of all this. We'll yeah, see. Nah,
0: that'd be insane. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a good that'd be a good mod to do for T W twenty twenty. MLW survives everything. Everybody else folds. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sami Zayn. Ringside News were told that Sammy has been a complete pain to the SmackDown creative team. It is unknown if Zane has any heat with management right now, but he stirs up other members of the locker room and he's always trying to cause trouble. And we'll have to well, see what go ahead, go ahead. We'll have to see when Sammy Zayn appears on WWE Friday Night SmackDown again. Um it doesn't sound like Creative is having an easy time coming up with something for him to do. Apparently he's always pitching ideas and being very Uh, vocal backstage and getting other guys to be very vocal backstage as well and it's not being received very well by the creative team on SmackDown
1: okay well fuck the creative team because Sammy's right in this situation they need to be doing more with a lot of different people and when people come to them with ideas if you look at the content of some of the storylines for the last I don't know 10 fucking years maybe you should listen to people that, that have been in the business for longer than you've been writing when it comes to what works in wrestling and I have no problem. At, I don't. I don't give a shit if he's hard to deal with for the writers. The writers have not been doing a very good job. So maybe somebody does need to be hard to deal with for them. They, somebody, maybe somebody does need to be pitching ideas to them. Because if you look at the the storylines on SmackDown over the last long time, it, you can probably count on one hand which ones have really stood out as, as good story arcs, and the rest of us all just been throwaway shit or stuff that they just cut off in the middle of it. So who gives a shit? Good for him, and good for him for for getting other people involved in it too, and telling them to go fucking argue about it too. Because the the amount of it's it's so funny to me because you'll you'll hear guys like you'll hear guys like Austin or whoever be like, oh, you gotta go and and argue for your shit or whatever. And like it's as soon as somebody does that, oh, now they're now they're hard to work with. And all this. who cares? Who cares? If if he's hard to work with because he's trying to make sure that his career doesn't go down the shitter with some stupid fucking gimmick, good.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, I agree. I like Sami Zayn. Um, also, uh, I I highly doubt they're gonna let go Sami Zayn anytime soon. I mean, they could always change their mind, drop him, drop the title, bury him a couple weeks, and then release him if they wanted to, I guess, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and he'll but get
0: picked up immediately by literally anybody else. Anybody, anybody. Um, yeah,
1: Sami Zayn ain't got to worry about
0: getting hired. Yeah. Um, Gianna Perrazzo spoke with Sports Keta's, uh Gary Cassidy where she opened up about her release. While most people are upset when they're let go from the job, Perrazzo said she wasn't upset because she wanted to and she and knew she would be released soon. And she said, I wouldn't say it was a sad thing because I kind of knew in my heart that I would get a call last week. Um, it's not something that I didn't expect because I was unhappy for the last six or so months with what I was doing in NXT and I let office people know that, which is basically the entire time that they've been on TV, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we had, uh, conversations where I said, if nothing is going to happen for me, I'd rather just be let go. I think overall, uh, I was really, I must've been afraid to ask straight up to be released. Once they fired me, it was kind of like, oh, this is what I wanted. I was never scared of that. Exciting times is more what i'm looking forward to than being sad so um and she actually has had a stint with impact in the past too so when we said last week that i could see her in impact i can definitely see it even more so now um and uh she is one of the ones that were definitely uh grossly uh underrated as far as uh the female competitors go so it would be pretty cool to see her somewhere else Um, just the point, the fact is right now that a lot of these guys are not going to get picked up right away because of what's going on. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they all end up when they have a lot of time to think about it and maybe watching other wrestling programs with all their stuff going on still and see where they want to go that are still doing content, obviously. Um, so do you, what do you think she ends up though? Uh,
1: I mean, she's been around for a while, so she's got. I'm sure she's got enough industry contacts to go, you know, somewhere that they would actually use her. I don't know that she necessarily ends up in AEW or anything like that. She might. I I could see her in Impact for sure, given her history there already. Um, that I mean, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah,
0: Impact. Impact, Yeah, Impact makes the most sense for me too. Um, NFL WWE team up. The NFL draft. Always brings plenty of interesting storylines about prospects, prospects, uh, prospects, and their, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prospects and, their um, and their family ties. But even after 255 picks, the bloodlines lines from the pool of undrafted free agents can be just as good. Just after the draft concluded on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday evening, the Baltimore Ravens added one of those intriguing storylines by signing. Kennesaw State fullback Bronson Reichsteiner, the son of professional wrestling champion Rick Steiner. Um, the news was announced by the team's Twitter account via, and via uh, the story was released by uh, Yahoo Sports. So, yo, Rick Steiner's kid, fullback, getting to play or getting signed by uh, the Baltimore Ravens, That's is pretty fucking cool.
1: Well, you know, Rick probably told him, hey, don't go into wrestling. Money's not there. It's
0: not worth it going to kill right now. yourself. It's, not, it's definitely not there right now, but... Uh, I mean, football money there right now either? <laughs> we'll see. F- football money is one of the weakest monies there are for pro sports. Baseball is the highest, which is insane, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you count wrestling in that too... Comp- the way I look at it is not flat contract, though. It's because it varies so much in wrestling. Like, if you end up in fucking NXT, you're not making bank. But um, you look at it as... Uh, how much are player contracts compared to how much money the organization makes as a whole and percentage wise of that number, uh, player salaries make up a a bigger amount of income than for the entire organization, like per team. I mean, than WWE wrestlers do for that organization as a, as a whole. So like per capita, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's, there's more money on an individual basis in football, depending on how good you are. Also, he's not like, He's not a punter, so like he'll 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 do okay. Um, but yeah, I mean even if you're not a starting player, that's even better because then you're getting paid with very little wear and tear on your body too. So football seems to be the way to go. You know, no, the tor- minimum
0: the minimum salary in the NFL is four hundred and fifty. Four hundred thousand. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's four fifty. I thought it was yeah, four
0: hundred. No, that's I'm pretty sure that's the commissioner's fucking pay. But four fifty is the minimum. But he's not on the team yet either. He was just hired as a f- unrestricted or a, yeah, undrafted free agent, so he's on the practice squad, so they probably make even less than that. I'm pretty sure they don't get the 400 k type deal. Yeah. Also, NFL, let's say you don't make the team and you're cut in a month after training camp or whatever, then you have no income, and you, even if you were in the NFL, one of the NFL's biggest uh, issues with other people is that unless you are a super superstar like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or whatever – you always have to have the helmet on. You're you're representing the teams. You you don't even get a chance to promote yourself really, mm. um, unless you're one of the huge guys. So that aspect definitely favors a wrestler over a fucking uh, NFL player.
1: I don't know. I just think between workload versus pay versus ratio of how much you're making versus what the organization's pulling in, like it there's just...
0: no. I don't think there's. I mean, there's no. There's gonna be no. Um, uh, there's gonna be no Bronson uh, Steiner fucking. Uh, merchandise being sold out the ass for him to be making tons of money like it would be in WWE either, on the side.
1: You think he'd be making a ton of money?
0: Uh, It depends on what he would be doing in wrestling, yes. uh, He'd be making more, yes, for sure. Uh, especially if he, let's say he did the indie stuff or whatever, and he had a pro wrestling Tees, uh site or whatever selling merchandise, and clearly that's all extra money that he wouldn't had would not have been making in the NFL because he's not going to sell no jerseys in the NFL. He's a fullback that just got signed after after the draft was over.
1: Have you ever actually seen what he looks like?
0: No. Does he look like a like he could be a wrestler?
1: He does not look like somebody that would be popular. now. he looks like Mojo Rawley.
0: I mean, what if he was in a tag team though? What if he had amateur wrestling? I mean, it's, I'm almost positive he has amateur wrestling background, right?
1: Who knows? I anyway. think they've I yeah. think they've got enough uh, football player wrestler gimmicks.
0: Well, he doesn't have to have the gimmick. Well, Baron Corbin doesn't have a football player gimmick.
1: He kind of does. No, he doesn't. Shoulder tackles.
0: Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, <laughs> NXT announcers. Um, this is my final uh, stiff shot, by the way. Um, com reports that NXT announcing team members Nigel McGinnis and Beth Phoenix both remain off of TV, but with the company. They were not part of the recent WWE cuts. However, because of COVID-19 concerns, given that both have young children at home, neither are working right now as they didn't want to quarantine for two weeks. Reports the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Mar Ronaldo also has decided not to fly into Florida, but WWE has used some of his voiceovers, which he did from his home studio. Currently, the company is trying to figure out a way where Ranallo can work from his studio, but still provide uh, quote-unquote live commentary uh, to the show without actually being physically in the building. All right. So those are our stiff shots for this week. Um, we going to take our only break of the show, and we're going to do my one big deal or nah, which will probably get a little bit uh, off track, um, we already know what it is, um, and then of course I'll do my top five matches of the week um, as well, so yeah, we'll do that right after the break. Of course, uh, the one big deal or not nah involves the dream. hello everybody and welcome back to the monster cast big dealer nah? time brought to you by the great north apparel you shouldn't have to choose between quality and sustainability every time you make a purchase with the great north you are planting trees and preserving our lands removing garbage from our oceans and contributing to a sustainable environment and now you can use our promo code MonsterCast in all caps for 30 percent off your order Big deal or not, nah time. I'm gonna go over what I have. Of course, I'll ask you big deal or not nah at the end, and then you can give me your thoughts. I'm gonna give you my quick thoughts because I actually uh, spent some time on this little thing. I woke up. What was it? Uh, was it yesterday? Is when it blew up yesterday morning. Somehow magically um, it kind of blew up in like in while I was asleep. I think yes. it was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, Velveteen Dream in hot water on social media, allegedly sending an in- inappropriate pics to an underage female fan. He came out to deny the reports, saying that while the picture was uh, of him, that it was sent without his consent, and he's using a third party to handle the situation. Apparently, everyone has become a detective in their quarantine downtime, as he's immediately uh, being vilified, and people want him to lose uh, his job. Now, obviously, if these reports come back to be true, I agree with that. However... Enzo was let go for literally not even telling WWE about the situation despite being found not guilty because the party involved was a known clout chaser, and this could be the same. Also, I do want to point out that if he loses his job in all of this, and Lars Sullivan is still employed by WWE, we have a much bigger issue going on than we want to believe as far as WWE and racism that's been noted. Notably fucking discussed in the past. And I'm not saying that these cases are the same, but I am saying, to me, they're equally reprehensible if, of course, the alleged things are found true about Dream. Um, and Lars's case has been confirmed in all kinds of ways and isn't alleged accounts like Dream's case is currently. But anyway, as far as the entire story goes about just Velveteen Dream in general, big deal or nah?
1: Well, there's... There's a lot to unpack here. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> the, um, so just right off the bat, uh, one of the things that's floating around on, on Twitter right now is this fucking comparison image of um, how Dream's handle and verification mark looks like in the original poster screenshots versus how it looks like on the the person who's them, uh, comparing them screenshot. And I, I do want to point out, so that y'all don't take that as some kind of CSI level proof that it's totally faked and photoshopped. One of them is taken on iOS and the other one is taken on Android and it's two completely different revisions of the Instagram app. That's why the verification mark looks different. That's why the layout of the app looks different. All that is is related to different graphical assets that different Instagram app revisions will be calling from, especially on not only on different app revisions but also on, on different platforms. It's gonna pixelate differently and look differently and have different spacing and all that stuff. So y'all can let go of that. Doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean it wasn't him. That's not how any of that works. The the more interesting part of the story to me though, is if you look in the in the kid's video, um, so he took a video of all his old conversations or whatever. Like so he he, he takes a he takes a screen recording of his conversation with um velveteen dream right and he says um oh well dream uh he unsent all the bad messages afterwards so this conversation just looks like a normal conversation about gaining weight and having to be attractive to be on wwe tv and having time to train like it's like a very normal conversation that you would have with any dumb little kid who who sees you in good shape and and asks like oh how do i get fit like that's literally all that he's got screen recorded proof of yeah and then down at the bottom of the conversation it just cuts off completely normally so his what he's saying is oh i deleted uh or dream unsent his messages which you can do on instagram but he doesn't explain why he would have unsent his responses to dream so the conversation ends with him saying nope to something dream says and then it just cuts off but dream can only unsend his own messages he can't unsend the other guy's messages. So what happened to that guy's half of the conversation after Dream sent him a dick pic and all this other stuff? So yeah, it would look like a normal conversation, of, yeah. Yeah, it would look like a bunch of him just talking to himself. Correct. Because people have done that to me before when they were talking some stupid shit and didn't want me to to make fun of for it later or take a screenshot or whatever. Then it just looks like I've been talking to myself for like 10 minutes. So that part doesn't really make sense. The other... Mm, sort of more interesting part in all this to me is that what you can see in the in the guy's screen recording is that he's part of a group chat called exposing inwards so it's almost it almost seems to me like this is someone and again i this is 100 percent without knowing the full details on everything yet just this is just based on what i've seen but if you're some fucking white kid up in Canada in a group chat called Exposing N-Words. And then you come out with a story trying to expose an African-American wrestler. I'm going to think that's a little bit fucking suspect. Yeah. Shady as fuck. Especially since it's a recent enough conversation to be in your recent conversation history on Instagram. Yeah. Like that's the, the odds of that just being some weird coincidence are pretty low. So
0: how did they get a picture of dreams dick? Yeah, There's that's a, that's the that's the thing. That's I the, think that's the main part of it. That that is a little bit that
1: that's where this sort sort of gets into a problematic territory with dreams part of the story, which is okay, then how do they get a picture of your dick? And he's he's come out with a statement like, "Oh, somebody's got access to a to a picture or whatever." And if that's true and somebody went out of their way to you know frame him for sending him a dick pic by having this normal conversation with him on on Instagram to sort of set up the backstory for how they were going to expose him for sending his dick to minors or whatever like it kind of makes sense that they would that they would have that like if they had it preemptively and then went out of their way to go set up the situation to where it made sense yeah that cuz if you watch the flow of that conversation it doesn't at no point does it seem like the the closest thing he says that's kind of weird before that is, um, oh like you have to be attractive and you you still have like to be in the WWE and you still have time or whatever and like it, it wasn't like a it wasn't overtly weird though like Dream's just a weird dude so I I don't know man uh, it, it could very well be real but there's there's enough questionable shit about it to where I'm not. I'm 100% not about to just say, oh yeah, he definitely did that shit, because yeah. it's not like it's. Com- here's here's the other part of this too that I didn't bring up. So apparently he's um he sent this kid his his real phone number or whatever. Um, and then th- that's according to the kid, but it's not in the it's not in the screen recorded messages that he's got a video of where he's scrolling up through them. So his phone number's not in there. But then somebody that does know Dream in real life, somebody that used to wrestle with him on the Indies. He knows his real phone number, and he reached out to the kid and was like, okay, what's the number that, that Patrick gave you? And Patrick is a dream, for those that don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and the number that the, the guy gave the other indie wrestler was Patrick Clark's phone number. That being said, if I have access – or oh, sorry, I shouldn't say it that way. If, if someone has access <laughs> to someone's accounts, um,
0: then yes, you would have access to their phone number.
1: Like it would be in the it would be in your profile in your contact information whatever. Yeah, that's so, no
0: that's no magic fucking yeah. present or something big reveal or whatever. That's no fucking boom on Pickle Rick type deal. You anybody that hacks can get that information easy as fuck. I, I can get your phone number without even being in your account. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah it's not hard at all. Also, so, I will say this. I won't throw this out there too because if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, there was a lot of wrestlers that got exposed. Uh, Victoria or Tara, whatever you want to call her. Um, Charlotte Flair um Tony Storm it, these these things can get got by somebody that wants to get them you know what i'm saying like this is not some fucking unheard of case where Velveteen dream might have sent this to someone else and they or had it on his phone even and then somebody else got into his shit like right What so, do you think about what do you think about Dream's uh, response on Twitter about it where he acknowledged it or whatever
1: Um so, i mean if if the case is that somebody has access to one of his accounts that uploads images automatically from his phone or from maybe an, an old email address where he sent that to somebody or anything like that then yeah i mean that would be the response it would be yeah somebody's got unauthorized access to a private picture of mine don't know what the fuck's going on but i'm i'm working with a third party to, to look into it
0: that's yeah, it so you so you like the you like the tweet that he sent out then you like the it, response the wording and everything like that you liked it
1: it fits with the narrative that Somebody is just in his account and then trying to frame him with this other shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, not necessarily his Instagram account either because, I mean, it could be any other account. They have the normal conversation on Instagram and then you here's, – here's the other interesting thing that doesn't make any sense to me. If you look at the screenshots from the, the dream conversation, they're white. They're, it's a white background and it's an older version of Instagram that has the information icon up at the top right before they removed that and they were just like, yeah, if you want, if you want to get to somebody's profile, just click their name instead. But then the screen recording is a dark mode version of Instagram on a on black on black, and it's a newer revision of it. So I don't I don't understand. Was he having a conversation on a fucking old iPod Touch and then just switched over to screen recorded on his phone? I, I just there's there's a couple things like that that don't match up. And it seems the thing is you can find editors online for creating fake conversations. It's yeah. not hard. You can find them for for old versions of Facebook, but the thing is, they're usually out of date. So you can find old iMessage ones, you can find Facebook ones, you can find Instagram DM ones. But the problem is they don't update with the revisions of these applications. So it's not hard to find like a, oh, generate fake Instagram conversation app or website or template or anything like that. So that's that's also sort of a problem. Um, and the fact that it just doesn't match with the version at all. Uh, <clears throat> Between his screen recording and his screenshot. So a little bit weird. Um, Don't – there's no explanation for that discrepancy. And
0: also the kid that posted them, once some of the stuff started getting pointed out, deleted all his shit. Deleted his shit, yeah. That's what I was going to say too. He deleted his uh, account. Now – and then the craziest thing that I saw was that there was a lot of people coming to this kid's aid before that happened. Um, Like – Like uh, on his side and like – and I'm not trying to make it a race thing, but there was African-American people who was on his side, like on this kid's side or whatever. I'm like, you wait a minute. So we're talking about in every other aspect to give people the benefit of the doubt, and then it's your own people, and you're just jumping to the conclusion that they actually did this whereas we didn't harp on Lars Sullivan enough to get him to lose his job, but now we want uh, Velveteen Dream to lose his job with way less evidence than what we had with the Lars Sullivan-type deal. Enzo well, so Amore could... lost his job and then was found not guilty afterwards. I mean, like well, I said, they're different cases, but you get what I'm saying, though.
1: Here's here's where that doesn't really... that Okay, I get where you're getting at, but that doesn't really make sense to me if, because it, it almost makes more sense for them to be more angry. It... Right. When you're when you're talking about somebody that's such a public and visible representation of your
0: demographic, you might be harder on them for fucking up, because yeah, you're like, I, I, hey, yeah, that's just true. I guess that's true. Because with the Tessa Blanchard thing, I was pretty fucking pissed off when yeah, I found out that she did. Yeah, you're that.
1: making all fucking southern white people look like goddamn idiots.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I can see that. I can see that. But I just feel like with the with the what they preach on Twitter as a whole usually and how they all come together and. Uh, for the culture and all this stuff, to to just immediately turn your back on someone and just believe this one random person that no one knows is kind of weird to me.
1: Yeah, um, I will say that it did seem like a lot people, a lot more people were giving uh, ACH the benefit of the doubt during his situation than it did for for Dream and his. And I don't know what that is. It's, it's a slightly different situation, obviously, but if there's just a lot more people that are not willing to to wait for stuff to come out. And I understand that it's a very... Yeah,
0: it's, the, it's the wrestling community, of course. Patience does not exist.
1: Well, not only that, but pet and and any hint thereof yeah. is is something that people have like a very visceral reaction to. So I understand like the knee-jerk kind of response to it, but when you look at some of the stuff that doesn't really add up and then on top of the exposing inwards group chat, I'm just kind of like, eh. And then deleting all this shit as soon as people started calling out, like, hey, something here doesn't look right.
0: Why? why, How could you be that stupid to even leave that at the top of the thing? Anyway, what are you talking about? The exposing n words thing.
1: Oh yeah, dude. For people to even
0: be able to see that, I'm like, really, dude? You didn't like, and for that's another thing. I don't understand why people took his side so fast. As far as African Americans, I mean, if you see that at the top, how are you still taking this dude's side?
1: Well, the other thing too is, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, it's a very if you... touchy
0: thing. It's it's hard to comment on shit like this. Yeah. Just like with the ACH thing, we gave him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, of what happened at, at first or whatever. And then it got – the more he kept talking, the more he sounded stupid and it was like, eh, now he's fucking lost his mind. He's crazy, and now he's not even heard from it anymore. It's, it's weird. It's just a weird thing to talk about, especially as, you know, two white dudes obviously uh, talking about this. But, I mean, it's got to be addressed, man, because – As a white man, I am not gonna go out of my way to fucking try to downfall somebody because of their race or anything, and I sure the fuck ain't gonna if even if I was, I'm smart enough to cut the top of that off of the group fucking name. That's fucking so stupid. Like, how does anyone how does anyone that follows this story and has looked at the stuff for themselves instead of just jumping on bandwagon's of all their uh mutuals on fucking Twitter because they're doing it? How if you go into it and you look at it yourself and you look at those pictures and it says that at the top. How are you how are you possibly fucking taking that kid's side? And then he deletes all his shit. Like yeah. that's not suspect as fuck. Like we got we all got on DJ Storms for uh being a fucking uh apologist for a Pedophile right they call out all these wrestling uh, fan uh, fan guys who turn out to be pedophiles Astro and all this other stuff which is fine that's great I'm all for it but to see this kid do that and what he screenshotted and everything how can you put those two things together to be like pitchforks and fucking torches against Velveteen Dream we gotta get him out of here
1: Yeah. Without, without
0: waiting. I mean, you didn't wait at all. It just come out and everybody just jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, he's a pedophile. He's got to get out of here. Look at this stuff. And the, the voice thing is fucking mind boggling because nobody can possibly mimic a voice. It's never been done in history, but I don't don't even think it really sounds like him, honestly.
1: Well, and even if it does, there's, it's not like he's saying, Hey, let me see that dick. All he said was where you go to school. He's having a conversation with a fan. The first thing he asks in the in the screen recording of the kid is, "Oh, what sport you play?" It's like, "Oh, hockey." "Oh, how old are you?" 16. "Okay, cool." Like, that's normal. It's normal fucking conversation. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like he's trying to fucking go by his goddamn place. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, like where do you go to school?" "Okay, cool." Like, yeah, I, what I else do you ask a sixteen-year-old? They yeah, don't have anything to fucking talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I kind of just threw my hands up at the whole situation. Like, I'm going through – I'm seeing how everybody is reacting, like, so angrily. And I'm like – it took everything I had not to, like, reply to people because, you know, I like most of the people that are on my – that I follow on Twitter. That's why I follow them. And just to see the outrage and stuff, and I'm like, really? I mean, this just came out. Like, this happened while I was asleep, and now we're already trying to put this man in jail and lose his job and stuff. And, like, you don't even know what the fuck's going on. You're, you're basing it off of literally zero facts. You're basing off of a pe- fucking picture that is half cut off. Like, really? That's what we're basing this off of? It's fucking mind-boggling. And then and then he pretty much incriminates himself to me when he deleted his or suspended or whatever, deactivated his Twitter account. Like, that is the biggest tell to me. Like, this this is bullshit. And obviously the exposing inward the title of his group or whatever. I'm like, until I see a lot more uh, fucking credible information come out about this, I'm not going to be talking about it after this show's over, so we'll see where it goes from there, but I am not. And, like, obviously, if it comes out and he did that to a minor or sent that picture to a minor or whatever, then obviously, yes, I'm fucking 100% on the opposite side of what I am right now, but right now I'm just like... One, I mean, you got to wait till something else comes out. Let's see what happens when this third party comes out. Let's see if this fucking kid... Gets in trouble for fucking being dumb, you know. Trying to fucking because he's he might have fucked up because this is somebody's livelihood that you're fucking with right now, and if if you piss him off enough, or if I mean we're talking about a guy that's about to get an NXT title shot, right? Yeah. So I mean that's that's the other part of it too. Like he, Dream is not a he's not an
1: old man, right? He understands how the internet works. Yeah, he knows that when you send some shit on Instagram, people can take screenshots of it. If I'm if I'm I don't know, man. There's just – I understand that at at a certain point it's like, yeah, people do stupid shit, but shit that stupid, that seems a little – I don't know, man. I I don't – it's not – listen, if it comes out that that everything is 100% fucking real and, and he was actually doing that and all that, then good. Fuck him. You know what? Fuck yeah, it. like we did but, with like
0: we did with Tesla. Like, fuck Tesla. Exactly. Like, lost tons of respect for. Her. I don't even really. I mean, every time her name is brought up, that's all I can really think about at the yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Like, obviously that's gonna happen with Dream as well. But, but I'm not gonna wait. do that shit right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's wait and see if if that shit holds any water long term. I'm
0: just trying I- to figure out who who went to fucking law school overnight. I mean, all these guys that went to law school and now are fucking detectives and shit. That's, yeah, that was my yeah. main thing. I was like, really? It's funny because I used to do
1: like um I used to do some stuff as part of a group that we're not going to go too much into detail about, but it was it was mostly about information gathering and and doing image analysis. Um, and some of these people that are saying some of the shit, I'm just like, yeah, you you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So they're comparing screenshots and trying to MS Paint a line down between the end of two E's to prove that you know, oh this this is Photoshop because these E's don't match up. Like first of all, if you don't understand the different applications on different platforms have different graphical assets you should probably not be trying to make any kind of point but even on top of that you don't understand compression like image compression when you upload to a to a third party site like imgur or whatever it will create those artifacts so there's there you really can't even accurately do that even if they're from the same two sources because the way that they compress might be different around around the text of the images like you can check kerning and stuff like that for fonts but other than that, like you're not you're not making any point, so.
0: Yeah, all right. So we'll leave it at that on that subject. Uh, we'll see if anything else comes out. I don't really. I honestly, if I had to bet money, I don't think really anything else blows up about the situation.
1: Yeah, I think the way that this gets handled, just based on the the statement that Dream's already released, he's probably already he probably made WWE aware of it before he even posted that, obviously, because that just makes the most sense. If he's got, let's say he even was guilty, even if he was guilty and he 100% did that shit, just from a a covering his bases point of view, it makes sense for him to go to WWE first, tell him, hey, somebody got into my shit and all this stuff is floating around, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, what do you want me to say publicly while I have this third party that I've hired look into it? Then they're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that statement that you put out is fine, Um, and then we'll wait and see what your third party investigators or what our own people that we might put on it figure out before we decide what to do so yeah i mean let's we we can wait for this to play out but um i think that by the end of everything it's going to be they're going to look at the totality of everything with the kid deleting his shit um the screen recordings and screenshots not matching the same platforms and then the exposing inwards group chat or whatever and like all this other shit and just they're just going to be like you know like there's not really enough here to take any disciplinary action over it we don't want to be wrong about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be something that really blows up his career unless unless new evidence comes out. But what's out there right now is not enough to really to get him on anything.
0: Uh, yeah, so we'll, if, if anything else major comes up, even if something minor comes up, I'm probably not going to bring it back up because I don't want to go through all this again. But if something major happens, then we'll obviously uh, discuss it. Also, um, oh, this on... man was fucking Kathy Kelly like a year ago,
1: and you think he's out there talking to 16-year-old guys? anyway oh, uh, yeah uh
0: so uh on a lighter note right um let's uh let's talk about this little tweet back and forth between uh uh Carl Anderson he tweeted out um young bucks versus ftr versus the motherfucking bullet club um and tagged Nick and Matt Jackson in there and of course he tagged uh Luke Gallows and uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood and uh, Dax Dax
1: Hardwood sounds like such a poor
0: name it's crazy because it's like his real name it's so weird like who named you that bro but anyway so uh, Dax Hardwood actually replied just make sure you bring the Saudi trophy and uh, apparently uh, <laughs> and then uh, Doc Gallo said fuck yeah but apparently uh, he'll be talking about it on The Talking Shop podcast, yeah, Yeah, with uh, Gallows and New Japan star Rocky Romero, where they will discuss, you know, possibly potentially having a triple threat match with the Young Bucks and FTR, which would be cool as fuck. Um, all right, let's get into my top five matches of the week, brought to you by what the FTR is
1: the Revolution Revolt? No, Revolt
0: Revolt because we talked about last week how they stole the name, or they didn't, they probably didn't know, but anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. What's it called? Fear the Revolt, I think it's called. I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. Anyway, um, top five matches of the week brought to you by Sindal. Go to sindal.myshopify.com for sugar scrubs, lip scrubs, bath bombs, t-shirts, and more. Here we go. My top five of the week. Number five. From NXT. Phantasma versus Gallagher. Gave it three stars. If you do, uh, I know that you didn't watch a lot of wrestling, if any at all, this week. Um. Yeah,
1: so those of y'all wondering, I don't have a top five because I did not watch any wrestling this week. I but was but I mean, I'm making it really easy
0: for you because it was another down week this week. So these five matches you should definitely go out of your way to watch. Maybe if you wanted to, like if you wanted to catch up in the good wrestling of the week.
1: I mean, that's the um, point of the top five for other people, right? So yeah, 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 but... yeah
0: pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Fantasma versus Gallagher was number th- uh, was number five with a three star rating from me from NXT. Number four was from Raw, Mysterio versus Murphy in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. Um, three and a fourth star. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that was that Mysterio went over. Didn't like that. I also didn't like Corbin going over Drew Gulak on SmackDown for their Money in the Bank qualifying match. You really had a really good opportunity here for building uh, Money in the Bank to build a bunch of young guys. Yeah, while there's no fans giving you dead audiences and making people watch them on TV and be like, hey man, he's actually really good um, for like a Gulak and a Murphy. Um, who it feels like they're trying to kind of turn him into their version of Kenny Omega at this point. Um, But yeah, but then, of course, he loses the Mysterio, which is fucking weird to me. So you – and they, they actually – I thought they were going to go that way because you had Aleister Black won his, right? He made it. And then you had Apollo mm-hmm. Crews be MVP, and he made it. I'm like, Apollo Crews and Aleister Black, and now we still got Buddy Murphy and Ray. I was like, if Buddy Murphy wins this, this could be a really good fucking money in the bank. You got all, like, new people that can fucking go. It would be fucking awesome. Then I – See that Gulak is fighting Corbin. I was like, man, if they get Gulak, if it's Gulak, Murphy, Alistair, Apollo, like, holy shit. But no, of course, they start that way, and then they completely fuck you over. And I don't have a huge problem with Mysterio or anything. I'm just saying, he's old as fuck. Why would you want him in a fucking ladder match? He's, it's not a ladder match. Well, yeah, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, but they're going to be what... doing shit off of ladders, though.
1: Well, when I saw the when I saw the results or whatever, like the picture with the four people and the two blacked out or whatever... I saw Mysterio on there. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, he—I'm I'm sure he could still do some ladder spots, even though he's. And I was like, "Oh, fuck! Wait, no, it's that—it's that climb the building the shit." Yeah, but so. when you get
0: to the roof, you still gotta climb the ladder. Also, um,
1: <laughs> the last
0: story. Um, also, um, I think Murphy could do more shit. He's more athletic than Mysterio at this point, point. and. You also put Daniel Bryan in there, and of course we both think that they're gonna film this in a cinematic way. So I guess Daniel Bryan is okay as far as concussions and shit, but you never know. Samojo so got fucking Mojo injured, got on, a injured fucking, on a commercial. Yeah, on a commercial, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's not guaranteed that he won't get hurt. And I thought it was really weird that you're putting Rey Mysterio and Daniel Bryan in this type of situation. So it's it's weird to me. But um, anyway, my number uh, three is Matt versus Nick Jackson from Being the Elite. I gave it a three and a third star. I did watch that actually. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought, I thought it was good for what it was. I think if you like the Young Bucks and you like being the elite and you you grew up doing shit in your backyard and stuff like me and you did, I think you liked it or yeah. even loved it. And if you didn't do that kind of stuff, you, you didn't understand it, then you're gonna hate it. It's yeah. no really, no really line in between on that. Um, I gave it three and a third. Um, I thought some of the spots they did was pretty fucking funny and good and made me laugh out loud a couple times. Um, uh, let's see, number two was 400? from him. Yip-
1: How'd you, how'd you feel about Matt going over?
0: I think it made sense with Nick not being ready.
1: Yeah, I mean... It made, it, I mean,
0: because when you come back for blood and guts, guess what? Matt Hardy's still on the fucking team. You're not... I mean, they gotta feel, they gotta figure out a way to not only postpone this, but to also have it make sense where Nick is still not ready after all these months.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Because, like, if he's ready, then why the fuck ain't he put back in the match and Matt Hardy taken out? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So... That's I don't have a problem with him going over it. It would have made no sense for Nick to go over as far as that's gone. Um, uh, okay, so my number two was from Impact uh, Rebellion Part 1. Uh, Willie Mack versus Ace Austin for the X Division title, which Willie Mack uh, won. So God that was damn, pretty cool. Willie
1: Mack has been around a long-ass time. How old is that man though?
0: I don't know. He's been around forever. He's got to be at least 40. Willie Mack? Yeah. You think Willie Mack is 40? Let me see. I don't think so.
1: He's been around a while.
0: He was born in '87.
1: Oh, that's not who I was thinking about.
0: You're talking about Rodney Mac.
1: Rodney Mac, damn it! You're
0: right. Yeah, I'm not talking <laughs> about the one that I'm not talking about the one that can't wrestle. I'm talking about the one that can wrestle. Okay. Um, um. and my number one was from AEW. Three and a half stars. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. And the opening match of Dynamite for the TNT Championship Tournament round one. I'm assuming Alan won. Alan did win, actually. But yep. it was still an awesome match. Um, okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Definitely watch it. I mean, you would anyway if you watched AEW because that's literally the opening match. So, of course, you'd have to watch it. And, of course, Jericho is really good on fucking commentary like always.
1: Yeah, I'll at least watch AEW tonight. i will just got to catch up on it. Um... But, yeah, it was just a sidetrack all week.
0: A couple of other good matches from the week that I didn't even post on my thing, but I just want to go ahead and mention them because they were both three stars in my opinion. Another match from NXT, Kushida versus Tony Nese in the uh, Round Robin tournament. And uh, from MLW Fusion, the match that Brian Pillman Jr. was tell- telling us about on our show was on there. I gave that three stars as well. It was him and uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus... Uh, 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 Texicano Jr. and L... Uh, Ray Escorpion. Something like that. Yeah, down in uh, AAA for their, like, their super series, their AAA versus MLW type thing. Hmm. That was on their MLW Fusion show that just came out uh, yesterday, last night, whatever, on YouTube. And it was a pretty good match, too. Um, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that's my top five. Uh, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, number one. Really good. Definitely check that out. Anything else you want to talk about before we end the show? Anything you're looking forward to in the coming week? Do you think that Double or Nothing actually takes place May 23rd or whatever day it is? I think it does, but it
1: doesn't have people there. I mean, it's still just going to be a closed set thing. But yeah, I think it still happens.
0: Yeah, May 23rd. That is a Saturday. So yes, I think that's what it said. Yeah, so less than a month away.
1: Yeah, I mean they could they could always go to one of those states that's already started opening shit back up.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um go to Georgia. Yeah. yeah, well, I think they've been going to Georgia actually. They've been going back and forth between Georgia and Tampa Bay because of uh Cody Rhodes' school. Yeah. Well Q T Marshall school or whatever whatever school it is.
1: Yeah, that's Q T Marshall's. But somebody on um somebody on Twitter said something stupid to Cody when he was posting about COVID-19 is like, oh, yeah, you know, people in people in Jordan as stuff opens back up today. Remember, you know, keep your six feet and all that stuff and all that. But like somebody replied, oh, yeah, of course, you're fine with it being back open because, you know, it benefits you or whatever. And he's like, I never said I was fine with it being back open. I was telling people to fucking go be careful. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, I I love how people automatically assume that guys are taking political stances just because they're telling Somebody to be careful or something stupid like that. Just like a little PSA type deal. Oh, you must be okay with it. No, motherfucker, but if you are going to go out and be stupid because I'm not okay with it, don't fucking get other people fucking sick. It's really simple. So, I don't know. I still think it's a dumb idea to open stuff up right now. Uh, We already know our thoughts on it. We're pretty much on the same page. Uh, So I... I, that's why I was, I, That's why I was like, really kind of surprised, like, two weeks ago on AEW that they announced that Double or Nothing would be taking place on May 23rd. I thought that was pretty weird. We already know that it's not going to be in Vegas, though. I think they already changed that.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, this week, I don't know if they're going to do the second round of the tournament or not. It'll be Cody versus Darby and Archer versus Dustin, but I don't know... I don't know if that's going to be on this show or not, because I believe the TNT Championship title match was supposed to take place at Double or Nothing. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how they do that. I I, I kind of,
0: like... Isn't it weird that that would be on a pay-per-view instead of on TNT? Yeah, first
1: for the TNT title. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I hope... And I know they're not going to because of money and everything, but, you know, I hope if they're still... If they're still not having fans at shows by the time Double or Nothing comes around, like sure, do, do double or nothing, but then just fucking pause stuff for a while, man. Like it's hard to it's hard to keep watching empty arena stuff. I don't know, like I just can't get into it.
0: Yeah, I can't either. And AEW, obviously, they still got the guys around the Yeah. Ring. Helps. And it helps a little bit. And it, and it really changes your perspective on how much it does help. Because if you watch AEW Dynamite first, and then you watch NXT with nobody out there. It's like, oh my God, I can't. I can barely get through NXT, and it's no, it's no knock on the talent or anything. Obviously, they're still having decent matches. Like I had two that were, I had one in the top five and another uh, one considered. But it's just, I can't watch it. It's unwatchable. I cannot watch it without a a crowd. So yes, I would hope that they, um, do it as well. But we both know, and David Starr has said this many times on Twitter. AEW is going to keep going as long as WWE keeps going because WWE is the big dog and you're trying to keep up with them. But I but David Starr also feels like this is the perfect time for AEW to make a stance and not keep going to put more pressure on WWE to not keep going. So, it's catch 22, I guess, is the situation we got going on at the moment if you're AEW. Yeah. I feel like they definitely could make a statement if they stopped, but but before that happened, obviously, they had to film all that stuff. So if you got the content, you might as well show the content, right? Because not, it's not like you're going out there every week. You're not doing live like, like WWE is doing, live one week, now taped one week. And they change their shit up every other day, apparently, how they're going to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting to see how it's going to play out over the next couple of weeks and see if we actually do get somebody to pull the plug on their product and be like, okay, well, yeah, we we got to stop this. But I find that very hard to believe with uh, governors and states opening up their states and beaches and certain things like that it's getting it's getting kind of out of hand now where it's like people are getting too antsy and they don't want to deal with uh the public who's bitching and stuff because you know it's so hard to stay home which i get if you're working and you don't have a job anymore right i understand that but as far as like the people that do still have jobs and have to work from home like you have nothing to be bitching about as far as oh i i have to get outside like for what what do you have to get outside for? Do what everybody else does and buy a fucking bike from Walmart because our bikes have been destroyed for like the last week and a half. Like, there's no bikes. They'll just go out and ride a fucking bike in your neighborhood or whatever. If you need to get out so bad, a lot of people buying uh, a lot of people buying uh, weight equipment and stuff like that to work out at home and stuff like. Like, how would you survive, dude? Like, like. Think about The Walking Dead and how everybody's like, "Oh, I'd be awesome in a zombie apocalypse." Apparently, not, because you can't even fucking stay inside your house. Like you'd be dead so fast. Yeah. Oh, I have to get outside and hang out with the zombies. I just can't stay inside anymore. <laughs> like fucking what? You have everything. You have electricity. You have, you still have everything. You have none of that if there's a zombie apocalypse. Like all that goes away, and you're telling me that you'd be okay during a zombie apocalypse? No, you'd be the fucking first ones dead. You suck. You suck at this. Well, I mean,
1: there's – okay, so there's a split in people, obviously. Some people are just – they're upset because they're being told like, hey, your business isn't allowed to be open right now for public safety reasons. And they're like, oh, government suppressing me and I can't make money. And like I understand the position of being upset that your business is not allowed to open and and you're losing money. I get it 100 percent. What I don't get is that you're directing that anger – At the state for not reopening so that you can go and trade your labor for money at risk to your to your health, as opposed to protesting the state for more fucking uh, stimulus wages in the interim until you're allowed to open again. So to me, it it makes no sense that your your beef is, hey, I want to go back to work instead of, hey, if you're going to tell me I can't work, you have to fucking compensate me. Yeah. Like there's a there's a valid argument to be had, but they're taking the wrong the, like their their solution to it is wrong. You're you're willing to put your health and life at risk to go trade labor for capital instead of just demanding capital for being told you're not allowed to perform labor. It, like I get the anger, but the the solution is very fucking myopic and, and like small brain. Um, They're just they're not I, I don't I don't know why it is that. People are so obsessed with the idea of, of intrinsically keeping labor and capital tied together. Never have been. Um, it just it, and, and going out and protesting in large groups doesn't really address the problem either when you know that there's a public health issue. So it, it's this weird state of panic that people are in because they're, they're starting to see the money that they did have dry up. And for some reason, instead of just being like, hey, we need more money then. They're like, hey, let me go work to make money, as if they're going to even be making the same amount of money in this in this climate anyway. It's it's a strange reaction to a, a problem, a strange uh, non-solution
0: to the problem too. Yeah, I don't get it either, man. It's fucking stupid. I mean, there's so many stupid people going on right now. Like, You have literally all the access to anything that you possibly need. All the stuff that is essential businesses are open, and you're still oh, complaining. The people,
1: the people complaining about having to stay inside can go get fucked. Like, I, yeah. I don't care about any of that shit. I yeah. understand the people that are that are complaining about not being allowed to work. Yeah. But the solution that they're coming up with is just the wrong one. But, yeah, the people are like, oh, I want to – people outside at fucking protests literally holding up signs says, oh, I want a haircut. And go fuck yourself, man. Yeah. There's, my, my friend has stage three, almost stage four ovarian cancer, and she's a, she's a hairstylist. She lives out in Georgia. She's fucking terrified. That they're opening shit up, and that, you know, due to her pre existing health conditions, she's got some leeway in them like asking her to come back in or whatever. But people that don't want to put themselves in that situation and don't have that kind of pre existing condition to fall back on, for like FMLA and things like that, when the governor of Georgia says, hey, everybody opens back up, and these businesses open back up and they say, hey, we're open, you need to come back into work, if those people don't feel comfortable being at work, they get fired. Yeah, and then the 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 whole reason that the state is doing that, as far as I can tell, is that they realize that their unemployment funds on the state level are drying up. So they're like, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make the employers pay insurance instead of the uh, unemployment insurance instead of the state paying out because the employers have to to kick in for unemployment when they fire somebody versus the system right now. So they're like, hey, we're gonna reopen back up. People that don't want to come in and people want to stay home, good. Get fired and then. We'll, we'll, we'll subsidize your unemployment costs from your employer now that they're open again. That's really all it is. Like, it's just shifting costs, and people are not aware of that. They're just like, oh, well, you know, we're just opening back up because it's fine. Yeah, there were 620 new cases in Georgia today. So, yeah,
0: you're not, you're yeah not... I mean, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And I'm just going to tell all the wrestling fans that are listening to this show, uh, if you want my advice, still stay inside if you're in one of those states. Uh, if you do not feel comfortable – For sure. And if you do have to go out um, to one of these places or you feel the need that your haircut is more important than other people's lives, you need to still do what Cody Rhodes said and keep your distances and wear masks and all this other stuff. Um, Because if you are the reason that somebody else ends up dead, not only are you going to feel like shit, but you are a piece of shit. So you want to stay inside. I ain't going to lie. I've I've wanted a haircut for two months now, right? Yeah, I won't want to. (laughs) And if shit opened up here.
1: I would consider going, because if the person is comfortable enough to come to work, then I'm going to assume that they're okay with having people come into their place of work. But I'm still wearing a mask, like, yeah. I'm still fuck, I'm still doing all my normal shit, I want to be in and out as quickly as possible, I'm not going anywhere else afterwards, I'm going home, I'm fucking sterilizing, I'm staying home for another two weeks.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah, same. Uh, I would, I mean, I don't know if I would actually go out there um, to do it or not, but yes, I, I get what you're saying, like, the people want to go out there, I'm like... You want to go out there? What are you gonna do at the beach with a fucking mask and gloves on? If you're doing, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? right. What the fuck? Like, what are you? You all look fucking stupid. You're gonna get a uh,
1: real weird tan, boy.
0: You all look like you're on the fucking set of Nip Tuck or some shit out there. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, but anyway, also, before I close out the show, and I can't believe I have to say this, but apparently that's the that's the pretext for everybody saying the same thing. Uh, please do not drink bleach or fucking inject yourself with Lysol. <laughs> And I'm just – I mean I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I just want to end the I, show because I don't want to get listen. into that shit. But if I have to say that, there's a problem.
1: I was watching that I was watching that uh, conference live, and I was eating. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was eating while I was watching it. Yeah, I'm sure and as soon as that shit came out of his mouth, I spat so much fucking lettuce on my laptop from laughing. As soon as he said, uh, you know – Put the dis you know, the the disinfectant, it works so good. You could just, you know, like a maybe an injection or something. It's like I fucking died. Oh, what an idiot. What an absolute fucking idiot. And I was watching it in real time, and two things have come out since since that conference. One, he was he said, Oh, I was I was just being sarcastic. No, you weren't. I was watching it in real time. I've seen the replays of it. You were dead fucking serious. You thought you were the smartest man in the fucking room coming up with this brilliant idea. Okay? Because the guy before you had just talked about The effectiveness of disinfectants. He was talking about, okay, you know, we've done tests with certain disinfectants. You leave some of stuff on in liquid form for five minutes, it kills everything. Some of it, you leave it on for, you know, 30 seconds and it kills everything um, without even having to wipe that much. And when you wipe it, it does even better because of the friction and all that. That's what the guy before him was talking about. And then he gets up and it's like, oh, you know, these disinfectants, they sound really good. Maybe we could uh, find some way to, you know, put them in your lungs or inject them or whatever. I was like, oh. He literally said the word lungs. He thought that he was fucking making the greatest point ever. He's a fucking moron. And anybody at this point who's trying to defend him not being
0: a fucking moron, you're a fucking moron too. Yeah, it was pretty – it was – Pretty bad to watch, and wh- why would he be sarcastic? Like why would he be even be making a joke about it or being sarcastic about something so serious in the world right now? And two, where was his audience that was supposed to laugh at it exactly?
1: Well, the other thing – the the second thing that came out of it was like people were saying, oh, like he, – he was trying to say, oh, yeah, I was being sarcastic. I, I wasn't talking to Dr. Burks, who's the, the woman. Yeah. And then he literally said her name while he was talking and was looking straight at her sitting on the side There's a really funny video where somebody has an angle of just her and her reaction. Yeah, yeah, and they zoom in on her. Yeah, I saw it. And she's just – she's, like, trying so hard to be, like, you know, polite and normal and, like, chill. And you can just see that she just wants to bury her fucking face in her hands. That's the greatest thing. But, yeah, no, please, at this point, do not defend this fucking moron. You you can say all you want about, oh, well, I I, I voted for him because of his economic policies or, you know, whatever shit you want to tell yourself. But if you're pretending that this man has any idea what the fuck he's doing or what the fuck he's talking about, you're an idiot.
0: Yes, and uh I mean his economic prowess hasn't really been helping the US either since we're still Tremendously more and more and more and more in debt than we were before. So the apparently, deficit, whatever he's doing is <laughs> whatever he's doing is not working. So
1: deficit is definitely spiked. Like certain companies in the stock market were doing great, but we have eighty percent of the country that can't go without a paycheck for two weeks, and you're seeing that now, and how many people are angry. Yeah. So but how it was, much it was?
0: That... It was already going a bit more down in debt before this happened. But they'll try to spin it for this is the reason why. obviously well, I mean, it's definitely a big part of it, but like.
1: The thing is, too, you, you can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, we had a booming economy. Everything was great before this happened. Look, man, people have been out of work for a few weeks and now they're protesting on Capitol Hill because they want to go work for money. The economy's not booming if people can't go
0: that long without pay. Correct. And also, you're not booming if you don't have any kind of fucking funds to send these people that are in trouble either because you had literally zero contingence plan in place for anything like this ever happening. Uh, probably because you didn't think that you were vulnerable to these situations or something, whatever the fuck his deal is. Uh, this is what happens when you cut fucking funding across the board, by the way, on, like, everything that's actually fucking important. But I, uh, I digress on that. Anyway, just please don't drink fucking bleach. Don't mix a third of bleach with fucking two-thirds of water or whatever the fuck these people are doing. That are taking what he said seriously and uh, don't inject yourself with Lysol. That's that's pretty much it. Just stay the fuck inside. I mean, it's really not that complicated. Um, I get not being wanted, to, not wanting to be told what to do, but then you go out there and be like, "Well, it's law or whatever." Like in the conversation we had last week on the show, basically. Yeah. Like you're all about laws and stuff, but then as soon as you're told to do something specifically, as as that you don't want to do it. Yeah, soon exactly. That was yeah. The problem. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about wrestling and hopefully. Less about COVID-19 next week, but with everything that's going on, doubtful. We'll probably still bring it up in some way or form. However, I'm still crossing my fingers on the fact that we just stopped wrestling altogether, and we can just go back and review old stuff, because it'll <laughs> be a lot better. It'll just be a lot better show, I think. Um, anyway, well, Monday Night Raw from 1996. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Um, Anyway, so uh, thank you for joining us on the MonsterCast, and look forward to my uh, YouTube uh, video of my unboxing of my first pro wrestling crate coming up this week, hopefully Tuesday at the earliest. Um, So yeah, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all next week.